You're listening to Heart Food Podcast, episode four with Stephanie Gaines. Welcome to Heart Food Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo, nutritional therapy practitioner and private chef. This is a show that tells you the truth about food, nutrition, your body, your body image, and your mind, all with a hefty dose of real talk. This show is meant to inspire you and make you feel more confident and comfortable in your own skin. So this is a really awesome episode, again, of course. Um, I was kind of joking there. hope you realize that. But um, so many women go through postpartum stuff um, during, even before and obviously after their pregnancy. And just because I hear so much talk about the whole process of pregnancy, again, before and after, and body image and nutrition and kind of like that alien feeling of inhabiting a body that you might not feel is your own anymore and all of that stuff about getting your body back. Like I hear so much stuff from moms concerning their bodies and nutrition and that's why I thought that it was a relevant topic for the show. And who better to bring on than one of my very best friends in the world, uh, Stephanie. And she came to me a couple months ago and was kind of like feeling very uncomfortable, did not recognize herself. And she's like, what can I do? Like, tell me what would be best for me at this stage. And I didn't want her to diet and I didn't want her to restrict herself. I wanted her to nourish herself. And she ended up doing a whole 30 and she had her life changed. So we talk about that. We talk about um, kind of her dieting history and her body image history, what kind of brought her to where she is right now. But it's mainly an episode about being a mom and taking care of your kids and what it's like to go through pregnancy in a body that changes a lot. She has two kids. Uh, She has Penelope, who's three, and she has Aaron who will be one in October, and it is August, so he is nine months, I think. Yes. No, ten months. Um, And she's a stay-at-home mom of both of them, and she's amazing at taking care of them and at what she does and just being a mom in general. But nobody talks about this topic, and I feel like moms are expected to kind of like right after the baby pops out, expected to like get right back in their exercise routine. It's like, whoa, you just like birthed a baby. You cooked a baby, you birthed a baby, and then you also birthed like a placenta. And then you're expected to just like get back into doing really intense exercise. Like that's not how it should be. And I feel like people are judgmental towards moms and postpartum bodies. And they're like, well, you haven't lost the weight yet. And if they do, by maybe starving themselves or doing really intense exercise and going over what the body thinks, then they're praised in our society. And it's like, whoa, she looks exactly the same. And she has her body, like you have your body back. Like you're not going to have the same body anymore. You just went through so much, which I don't even know because you guys all know I'm not a mom and that's not going to happen for a while for me. And, um, 
I'm still curious about it though, just because this is such a big sector of nutrition and body image. So that's why I wanted to have Steph on. I also just wanted to have a candid, a candid, <laughs> a candid conversation with my best friend and hope you guys really enjoy the episode. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you have any further questions. I'm sure she'd be happy to come back on to answer them. And as always, be sure to subscribe to Heart Food Podcast and to give us a five-star review. Enjoy. So I'm here with my best friend, Stephanie, and we're recording a special episode today because I wanted to bring Steph on because I know that there are so many mothers out there that go through different things with their bodies during pregnancy and with their relationship to food. And I think Steph is just such a wonderful example of that with what she's gone through with her children and her body and her relationship with food. And that's just something that I really want to bring awareness around. And I wanted her to come on to tell her story. And I know she's very honest. So that's part of the reason as well very honest and open-hearted so thank you so much for being here you're welcome (laughs) i'm happy to be here of course so okay so let's talk about your kind of your past with your relationship with food and your body to begin with you grew up in panama you were born there yes so kind of walk us through the beginning and what that was like growing up with food and your body your awareness around that and kind of what you remember from back then yeah I mean what I could say is it's pretty basic from what I would eat then um growing up it was you'd have the local foods that I'd have um for about eight years first eight years of my life I didn't grow up in the city I grew up um in the suburb and there's a lot of the country food that we ate and none of it is good for you even though it's Mm -hmm. delicious but I grew up with the typical food that we all know We've all come to know of Hispanic eating. It's like rice and beans, beans and chicken or red meat like every day of your life. Uh-huh. Um, the spaghettis I'd have, for example, <laughs> which is my favorite to this day, it would be a red sauce with coloring and all this other good stuff and any type of meat that you can put in the sauce. It's not like what we are accustomed to eating maybe if you go to your Italian restaurant. So. Mm-hmm. The food was very basic, I'd have to say. Um, I didn't really see much uh, green or any other sort of vegetables, even though my parents, I'd see them eating it, but it was never um, really formally introduced. You know, they were Mm. never like, hey, you know, we're having this for dinner. You know, they would have their diet food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like your dad's on a diet, (laughs) you know, and we would be stuck with this other food. And we always had help. So cooking and being in the kitchen was never a part of my life. It was just, you know, dinner's done and it was made by a cook. And I never even knew till I was in like middle school that my mom was a hell of a cook and that she showed them everything mm-hmm. that we were eating. Wow, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I know. And I'm, I still look at him like, really? You know how to do that? Yeah, and I yeah, was yeah. like, but she did show them everything. Then we ate, you know, the Panamanian style foods. Um, I even laugh, you know, I was telling you about fruits yeah, that yeah. like, you know, a blueberry, you know, it's yeah, like, yeah. no, we didn't, I didn't have that kind of food. I had, you know, the bananas and yeah, the apples and the, yeah, yeah. And pineapple and 
there's other stuff that I was exposed to when when I moved to this when we moved to the states. Mm-hmm. Um, Which you were like eight. I was about eight. Yeah. It was like third grade, I'd say. Yeah. So, um, but back then, did you like realize that like certain foods made you feel a different way, or it was just like no, I'm no, eating? No, 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 okay. no. I mean, I I can't ex- really tell you exactly what, but it was the equivalent of like a kid growing up here in the states. You know, they have their peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and their mac and cheese. They're yeah. the the junk. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's yeah. that's what I had. But at the same time, I had what people consider the good food that makes you strong you know yeah. eat your frijoles they make yeah, you yeah, strong yeah. eat in this your lentils they make you strong and it was all about that that's mm-hmm. what i remember hearing a lot okay you know these food make you strong you're and like okay yeah, yeah you know and like it was pretty much the same types of the same foods over and over and over again and even to this day i get asked about it if i miss that home home what they consider home cooked meal and yeah. i say no i don't miss it at all yeah um, I don't even think about it. I'm going to Panama next week and I'm yeah. like, what am I going to eat there? I'm like, oh yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. Because now your diet has changed. You know? Yeah, I don't care for that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I didn't, I don't know. I don't, I can't really think of uh, something was, didn't sit well with me or, uh-huh. or anything like that. Okay. Um, at all. Okay. And did your eating habits change like once you got here? Because you, like you said, you were well. Eight. The 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 um, help moved with us. Okay. Yeah. So we had the same um, girl lady that would cook, and everybody was like the whole family moved. They were part of our family, mm-hmm. and we all moved together. Lourdes. Lourdes and ladies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that <laughs> continued on in our life. Yeah. Um, you know, with school, we started you know learning the American stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, and what's this, and what's that, and. and it was intriguing finding out about all the different types of foods and meals that people would eat. They were so different than ours, but at the same time, we stayed very close to uh, Hispanic families. And the school I mm-hmm. went to was all Hispanic families, well, so it wasn't yeah. so it wasn't yeah. like a huge change yeah. then. Um, the only difference was I started noticing was, um, you know that as my sisters were growing up and then you hit puberty and all that you start noticing that you know you want to maybe my sisters were so pretty and and they were slim you know and I wanted to like be like them too and you have your interest in dating and all that and all that starts to play a huge role in your life so you have two older sisters yeah and they're really close in age they're like yes. one year apart. We're all about a year and a half apart. There's, There's four, four of us. you. Yeah. yeah. Four siblings total. Three yeah. girls and, I'm um, the youngest and your brother. One. And you're the youngest. So, and your sisters are what? Five years older than us? Um, one of them is six. The other one is four. Oh, okay. Years older than me. Okay. Um, so they were like going out, you know. I and, looked up to them. Yeah. You know, like yeah, they, yeah. They, during that time, you know, they're doing their makeup and they were so pretty and, yeah, yeah. and you know we're in that awkward stage around yeah. sixth grade yeah, we're oh kind of God, funny looking like so yeah we're, we're all yeah, funny yeah, looking yeah, yeah. from like sixth to eighth grade yes. it's a weird time in a, yeah, in, yeah. in a girl's life I feel uh-huh. yeah um, I can relate to that but it all started you know you compare yourself you know like and you realize you don't really realize it but you're like wow like why can't I just be like her yeah you know but we're all different every with your body type your metabolism and um like i talked about with my mom on the podcast i did with her she 
we just even though we're family we have totally different body types like yeah. she's thin and like your sisters are very they're very tiny, small frame like my small. mom exactly and i'm more like my dad's side like yeah even my brother we're more on the broader side yeah so even I, though you're very petite and short you're 411 yeah. but even like know? well no 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 don't 411 and three quarters 411 and three quarters yeah. but the doctor says i'm five feet okay so i'll take it yeah i'll take, I'll take five feet but the point is you're t- you're small you know what i mean and yeah but you have more of an athletic I was always the athlete. Yeah, yeah. I was always the athlete in the family, I have to say. My brother loved sports, but he was very clumsy. Yeah. At it. He always said, you know, he he has flat feet. I don't even know yeah, what yeah. you call it, but uh-huh. he didn't have an arch in okay. his... Okay, yeah. So he, he always struggled with that. But even though he wasn't athletic, he loved sports, but... But I was very athletic, and I was pretty good at it. You know, yeah. if I wanted to be in the basketball team... I'd be in the basketball team. If I wanted to be in the softball team, I'd be in the softball team. But mm-hmm. um, I grew up with the sports just because of the interest my brother had. And we we're closer in age. Yeah. So it was. it's still a big part of my life. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's under, like, the... But it's under the, the radar now. It's just sports like... sports that used to be really intense. <laughs> yeah. Now it's like, it's on, it's on, you know. Yeah, but exactly. I have my teams that I that I love. Yeah. But, but sports has always I, been I a big passion can't. of yeah. yours, you know. You and your husband, Austin, who yeah. we'll talk about. Um, so that was when you really started to, like, notice, oh, my God, they're different, and they're growing up, and I'm, you know, I look different. Um, so you kind of started to have that awareness around that yeah um you know uh, i would like you said i was very active and um i think i was maybe like i don't know like let's say eighth grade or ninth grade i'm thinking i think of it as in austin terms yeah before yeah, i yeah. met him yeah um i was always very hard on myself and to this day i am mm-hmm. i've been told by some people to just lay off of it mm-hmm. not be so hard on myself but um, I was very hard on I was harder on myself then, and I'd always compare myself, which is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. And one of my sisters, um, Monica, she always wanted to help, and she was like a mother in that sense. She took me to do Jenny Craig, mm-hmm. and she would help me cook what they thought would be healthy, yeah. like elbow pasta with plain yeah. tuna, canned <laughs> yeah. tuna. Yeah, that's a starch and protein. That's a healthy yeah. meal right there. Yeah. You know? But, you know, she'd try and help. And um, I definitely always compared myself to them. Mm-hmm. And I'd have to say that it's it's not necessarily the best route. It's very But it's in hard. our nature, I it feel, is. as humans. I, well, as humans, as women, as um, in a Latin culture. Oh, God. You know, let's I not never even... want to go back to Pan. Yeah. Every time I'd, I'd always fear, ask my sister, I go, I don't want to go back and visit when I was in college. And she's like, why? I'm like, well, because I've gained like eight pounds yes. and all my and grandma's going to see is like, estas gorda. Yes, exactly. And that's all I care about instead yeah. of being like, I'm so happy to see you. Yeah. Everything revolved around, around the weight. weight. Yes. And, it was, and a, that's... it was a number always. How much weight have you gained? How much, it was a number. Yeah. How much do you weigh? Yeah. What size are you? What size are you? Yeah. You know? And, and, th- and that You happens. look fat. And it's <laughs> like... I was like, how... You're not it's happy? It's ridiculous. Yeah. But that's something that is... Or you're pretty or ugly. Exactly. And it's like Everything. a person, you talk about them and it's like, oh, are they fat right now? And it's like, what the hell? You, like that has nothing to do with them. But that's... But the yeah. point is that in Latin culture... That's a big it's thing. It's a big thing in all Latin cultures. And, and even here in Miami, where everything is like really appearance yeah. oriented. So having those things combined, 
can definitely give you and all of us as women, Latin women living here in Miami, a certain pressure to look a certain way, to be a certain way, and to even go over our bodies like natural mechanisms in order to fit some sort of societal standard. Yeah. You know? And that's, um, in going on Jenny Craig, that's something that you, you know, might have tried to do to maybe like. I just wanted to lose weight. Exactly. I, I exactly. wanted to look, I was, I wanted to look prettier. Yes. Because I, I didn't feel ugly necessarily. Yeah, yeah, I felt yeah. good about myself. I just wanted to be more like my Thinner. sisters. Yes. So that's, that's how I always felt. Yeah. So that was your first experience with dieting. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I've done that. Now thinking about it, remembering my sisters, um, not that they need it, but mm-hmm. they even took like some pills, like yeah. Asian stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That would like make you run mail. to the bathroom. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. And then your heart race, yeah, like, oh yeah. my God, I even, like I even did that for like 30 days, like anything, always yeah. looking for a quick fix. Exactly. Because exactly. I didn't have a good relationship with food. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't quite understand or, or I guess I wasn't interested in it yet, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, trying mm-hmm. to find out like, okay, well, you know, obviously you just knew, okay, well, if you eat that, it's just not good for you. It, or it's bad. It's or bad. it's fattening. Or yeah. it's going to make you fat or skinny or whatever, you know. It was that's all like revolves around that and stuff like, health okay, this, and is, feeling. this is good for you. This is going to make you feel better, you exactly. know, like just understanding the impacts it has. A, yes. Which it's is, not just about the weight. It's no. A, a, emotional impact is yes. huge. And, and at the gym. Yeah. I'll tell you about it after, yeah. later yeah. in the podcast. Yeah. But the improvements. Yes. So it's just interesting how from such a young age, those ideas can be implanted in our heads. And then we, and then we view food, like you said, in this very like black or white diet or, Mm -hmm. you know, you're either dieting or non-dieting with, yeah. And the thing is knowing you for so many years, we've known each other since we were like 14, which is like 18 years. It's a really long time. You've always had an appreciation for food and really good food mm-hmm. and cooking like that's something that you got interested in a little bit later um where you really would take your time to prepare like really delicious meals and we would do stuff together yeah. and collaborate and stuff yeah. like and we really had a lot of fun doing that and i love doing it with you because we were starting I, to get to know food exactly exactly making homemade gnocchi i remember that yeah yeah when yeah. we just went out and i just got married yeah to this day i have the gnocchi spots in my big pot yeah oil pasta i have the gnocchi spots. oh my god the first time i used it yeah yeah so but we all we developed that appreciation that's something that we really like connected with um but it's just interesting to see how our relationships change so much like our relationships with food and our bodies change so much and i feel like with what you're talking about that's something that we all kind of went through in our own different ways you know what i mean yeah and, and but, at but, different but, times but, in our life. And at different times. And not a lot of people really are open about it. It's always like a secret yeah. that you're doing it, you know? Yeah. Um, so so that was... So you, through college you know, and everything... About that, I uh-huh. feel it's just one of the reasons why we're like that is because people are very judgmental. And they yes, always have yeah. an opinion. Yeah. Always. Yeah. yeah, yeah, always. And it's like... So you feel good about something and then it's like, bam. Yeah. It's like they say something and it's just... You're like, oh, God. You yeah. Know, it's like everything that you feel so good about, you know, they put a thought in your head and make you second guess. And people are very judgmental about it. Yes. So they always have an opinion. Totally. Totally. Or they know better, always. Yeah. And they think they know what's best for you and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And and even like 
as you grew up through high school and through college and everything before you got married you i don't remember you dieting or anything then like from what on from like high school to our college years you know i don't remember like that's when i picture you starting to get into cooking and kind of like i think getting more knowledge around different foods and because i remember you like to eat vegetables and stuff like that but I don't now re- I do. Yeah, but I don't remember you ever like dieting back then or anything. No, about the only the only thing I did was the Jenny Craig, as yeah. you could call it, like a diet. Yes. You know, and then I did. Uh, I don't remember when Weight Watchers. Yeah. Which was when I actually started cooking. Um, yeah, because we would. Do I started the points. having diff- yeah, I would yeah. Do points, but I started, you know, making recipes, and then I remember even taking things out. I'm like, well, I don't like that. Well, how do I know I don't like it if I never tried it? Exactly. I'd be intimidated by certain vegetables. Yeah, yeah. They were never a part of my life. So uh-huh. um, I would definitely take a lot of things out. But that's when I started cooking more. But it was more of a necessity mm-hmm. that I'd have to do those things because I felt like I needed to lose weight. Yes. Because yeah. I always struggled with it. You know, mm-hmm. it was very, I always had to work twice as hard, I feel. Yeah. And. It's, I feel it's a struggle we all we all go through. It's weight and the situation with how we feel about ourselves and yeah. how we, what we think when we look at ourselves in the mirror. Yeah, it's something that every single person deals with. Oh yeah, and eventually some people just ignore it so much uh-huh. that it's they're not even truly looking at themselves. No, yeah, totally. Um, so then you were going through that, and then you got married shortly after college like one or two years later right yeah i got married in i gotta do the math <sighs> terrible we were like 20 2009 yes i got married okay so and we finished school in 2008 yeah so it was shortly after it was like a year after we graduated college yeah that that you got married and like i said at the beginning part of the you know i really want to talk a lot about kids and pregnancy and things like that and when did you know that it was the time to have because in that time you had a, a long time where you were just enjoying yourselves and Steph and her husband Austin have been together since they were like 16 9302 is our an original anniversary so like 15 years at, we're in 2017 yeah so this year would be 15, 15 years. years yeah so it's like her husband Austin is really a, a big part of our life as we well. To, yeah, we, we, grew all, grew we all together. grew up together. We all grew up together. We have a big group of friends, um, and we're all really close. And Austin was a big and is a big part of that. Um, but you guys definitely enjoyed yourselves during that time and enjoyed your marriage, just the two of you. And what was it like when you decided to have kids, your first pregnancy, and things like so that? So what happened uh, was that I we both felt that we were really happy where we were, mm-hmm. right? But let's be real here. We're not going to be 27, however old I was when we got married, mm-hmm. 26 for the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. Things will change. People will go away, move away. People will pass away. And in the end, as long as we're happy together, we'll always be together. Mm-hmm. But we will change as people too. And... We had been spending a lot of time with my sisters and their kids. Uh-huh. And we always enjoyed the time that we spent with them. I mean, I'd cry when they'd leave my house and I'd have to say bye because 
I was missing all that watching them grow up. Mm-hmm. But then I would the next day wake up and I'd be fine again. You know, even though I miss them, but I I would think about what it would be like. You know, and but at the same time, you're like, but I only had them for such a short time yeah. that you don't have the pressure of anything else, yeah. but just to be with them. Of taking care of them 24-7. You know? Yeah, I never yeah. realized what it yeah. took. Yeah. I never yeah. saw, even though my, my sisters were pretty hand-on when they traveled, but they also, they had a lot of help. They had, still have a lot of help. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just spending time with their kids, because I, sorry, but I didn't really care for any other kids. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. my thing. Yeah. I wasn't that person, that woman that aspired to marry and have a child no. and have a baby and well, wanted no. to be pregnant like, no no that was not part of no and I remember you even saying at some points like I might never have I kids. might never have them like I don't know like don't after know. you guys even were in your house and married for a couple of years like I remember one night we were talking you're like I don't even know like yeah no, they're so like happy. everyone's like you have this house and you have a house to fill and it people I'm like, would ask you I'm like, like when not, are you gonna have kids yeah people because like you, that's the knowing. pressure that you yeah. move from your one bedroom apartment yeah to a house well, we yeah moved to a house because we had a good opportunity yeah this neighborhood we wanted to live in uh-huh and didn't mean that we moved into the house because we wanted to have a a bigger family aside from just us mm-hmm. and we have the, the two cats then yeah yeah you know so I remember that I was working at the consulate mm-hmm. and eventually that has an end yeah you know once the new government takes office and I'm trying to think like you know what am I gonna do after you know I was like you know maybe you know I'll go back to school you know maybe I'll do mental uh, I like it. I'll do mental health counseling. Why yeah, not go back yeah. and get my master's in that? And I was really considering that. And then at the same time, this is actually a funny story. Um, my pill had, I was on the pill uh-huh. and it had a recall. Okay. And I was taking the same one as my sister's. So they told me about it. So I called my doctor and she prescribed me a new one. And the one I was taking was from Panama because it's a lot cheaper because it's so expensive here. And I paid like $9 instead of $50. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. So then um, the prescription was called in. And at the same time, I was debating about school. And I was like, I'm going to study for it. I'm going to take classes for the GRE. And the conversation came up about kids. You know, do we want kids? But we weren't sure. But at the same time, there was some, there was room for doubt. Yeah. And that's something you can't go back on. Mm-hmm. And we were thinking, you know what? You know, if we do have room for doubt and we do wonder what it would be like and we do... I didn't know what kind of parent I'd be or anything. We mm-hmm. were thinking that, you know, this is a big deal. And we decided that we wanted to experience and have what my sisters had mm-hmm. to ourselves. Mm-hmm. Not just this loan for a few hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we decided that Austin's like, you know what? He's like, screw it. Don't pick up the pill. Don't pick up the pill and see what happens. Yeah. So there I am after two classes of the GRE. I did not know. My doctor tells me, you know, to lay off for a little while and let my body regulate itself. So literally, like when I thought I could not get pregnant, I, I got pregnant. Mm-hmm. 
And I remember how terrified I was when, even though we, I didn't know it was going to happen that moment quickly because yeah. it was not supposed to technically yeah, according yeah. to the calendar. Yeah. <laughs> so, but since my body was all out of sorts for all those years, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, no it just pill, picked it up. Yeah. It's just what happened. And I remember doing the test and I almost didn't even want to look at it. I was scared. I was like totally terrified. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, for a while, like, even though I was happy, it's, it's a weird happy because you're happy about what's going to happen, that you're going to have your own child. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like, I didn't want to talk about it because I, even like my mother-in-law would come over. I remember cooking. I remember even the soup I was making. I was making Italian bean soup mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there and I was like, just don't talk to me about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't talk about it right now because I was, I was scared. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that I wasn't happy or anything. I was just... I was really scared. I didn't well, know. it's like a lot to take in, you know, to know that. It's yeah, like and, and a lot knowing to that let it sink in. the way I felt is like, there's no going back. Yeah, I'm pregnant now, so this is it. This is done. Even though it's what we wanted. Yeah. At the same time, in the back of my mind, I'd be like, well, what if I don't get pregnant? Yeah. And then yeah, I never yeah. get pregnant, and mm-hmm. that's my solution. Yeah. And yeah, I never yeah. have kids because yeah. I can't get pregnant. Yeah. And yeah. it's done with. Yeah. But when it did happen, I was like. Oh my God, like, yeah. this is actually going to happen. Yeah. And I can't like give it back. <laughs> I can't give it back. It's me going to yeah. go through it and this person with me, but I will personally feel yes. all the changes. Yes. So how did that start impacting your body and kind of having this thing growing inside of you? Like how did you begin to feel about your body and how did it begin to change with that first pregnancy? It was strange in the beginning. Um, it was a lot of fun going to sonograms and you get mm-hmm. to see what is going on inside of you. It takes a while till you start feeling like first kicks and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. But um, I was lucky enough that I didn't have morning sickness or sickness at all. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I did have was a lot of like acid reflux. And it's funny though, because then all you eat that makes you feel okay is pasta with red sauce, pomodoro, yeah. or have like a margarita pizza, mm-hmm. you know. But aside from that, uh, it's it's kind of cool how like your body all of a sudden is grossed out by things. I yeah. couldn't see a chicken, a whole chicken, a drumstick, a breast, <laughs> a thigh. I couldn't see any of it. What, it, it had to be it like had cut? to be chicken kitchen style. Okay, chopped up, grilled, minced. Yeah, you know, like I'd have to, I'd have to do it like that. Mm -hmm. I cannot. You couldn't put like I do nowadays a grilled piece of chicken that I would cut through to eat. Yeah, it would have to be cut Cut already. I couldn't see a whole fish. You know, it would just gross me out, and I wouldn't want to eat it. Uh huh. Um, The only thing I could see whole was a piece of steak, which was strange. Yeah, but the chicken. There's something about the chicken that I just couldn't. I, I couldn't get past it on my yeah, plate like yeah. that. And what are other things that I can think about in the pregnancy? Just like the way that it felt to have something oh, no. in you. You know well, what I mean? And even changes in your physical body, you know? Obviously, I'd have to say I was really, grows. I was fascinated by it. Uh-huh. You know, and as my stomach grew, I was happier and happier in my pregnancy. Mm-hmm. I had accepted it from the beginning, but I was scared. But as my as the belly grew, I was starting to get really excited about like, wow, there's an actual human growing in mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm. and we're sharing this space. That's very personal. Yeah, yeah. 
And I wasn't the talking type or anything like that. I didn't mm-hmm. sit there and chant and sing to the baby or do any of that stuff. But it was really cool that everywhere I went, this other person went with me. Mm-hmm. And we were always together, shared moments together. Yeah. I mean, everything, you name yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And it's really neat, you know. And, and I accepted the body transformation pretty well during the pregnancy. I have to say, like, I felt like, okay, well, I'm okay with it because... I'm pregnant and I'm okay. but I was always very self-conscious about what I ate too yeah I wasn't gonna use pregnancy as an excuse I don't like to use things as an excuse to go off I heard other I heard yeah. well while I worked out during the pregnancy which I did once I was about maybe like three months out out of having the baby I went to these classes with other moms and they had their babies already but pregnant moms could go mm-hmm and a lot of resistant bands and walking and all sorts of good stuff mm-hmm. and I felt that I needed to owe it to myself and to my body that I couldn't just trash myself you know there yeah. was a, a lot of moms that'd be like oh my god you know and almost like jealous you know they're yeah. like well lucky for you because I gained 60 pounds and I'm like but you did that to yourself exactly you yeah. know my doctor told me I had a sweet tooth I never that's a big change and to this day mm-hmm. I never cared for dessert I never saved room for dessert ever and with the pregnancy it was all about Oreos mm. now I never sat there and ate a whole box of Oreos mm-hmm. but I'm so mindful like, yeah like I yeah. wanted them and I everything chocolate if I'd have yeah. a chocolate yeah. ice cream with brownie and everything had to be chocolate and all of a sudden I grew this sweet tooth and even my doctor's like hey you know what like I'm looking out for you for you and the baby and cut it down on the sweets and I did you know and and I felt like I said I owed it to my body to the baby to myself you know my mind imagine like you'd go crazy like if you eventually do this stuff and you start blaming yourself for everything which you should yeah you know but but Eating all the stuff that women get away with in pregnancy isn't necessarily good. It's not. It's not good for you, but you get carried away as in like, well, I'm pregnant. It's okay. So yeah, exactly. But it's not. Mm-hmm. You know, like because I felt the difference the second time around. Mm-hmm. You know, when the first time, you're like, okay, well, the doctor says to do this. Well, I'm gonna do this and listen to him. He he knows me well and he is a professional. Mm-hmm. Um, once the baby was born. I was breastfeeding for about nine months and that was actually really tough because other women would tell you, my God, that's great. You're nursing. And here we go again. You're going to drop weight so fast. Well, guess what? I gained like eight to 10 pounds nursing because I was so Penelope? hungry. Yeah. With the Penelope. first one. Okay. Austin would not finish his dinner. I'm like, you're not going to eat that. <laughs> He's like, no. And I was like, hand it over. Yeah. And I would eat it because yeah. I was starving ravenous you know i was ravenous i was like it was just i felt i was never satisfied yeah you know and my metabolism was like so fast it was i couldn't keep up with it Mm -hmm. but at the same time i was overeating yeah because i I didn't quite learn how to how to manage it there's Mm -hmm. the stressors of first time mom yeah how to you know you have this child that it's baby you have to care for it yeah you know like it depends on its survival depends on you you're the mom and you have you're stressed out about so many things that the last thing you're thinking about is your portion control when you're just like I need to tame myself. Exactly. Plus, like you just birthed a baby and now you're like literally the food for the baby. You know? Yes. No. Yeah. You're the provider so of the food. You're the providers. Yeah. You know, especially you know, you, I'm nursing the baby, so 
I did give the baby a lot of good nutrients. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But around that time, were you just so appreciative of what your body was doing that like the thought of like any body image stuff, like was that not a concern? Not at at the time. Um, Because I imagine that you have... It was more frustrations like uh, the penny had reflux acid reflux yes. and i couldn't have i remember calling you desperate because the doctor's yeah. like you can't have this you can't have that and i'm like wow you know i had to cut out dairy for those nine months yeah you know i feel like we all live off of dairy yeah <laughs> you know yeah. it's like wow no more pizza yeah no more grilled cheese no more cheese on burgers yeah you know it's like cutting out cheese was like the end of the world yeah no more milk in your coffee yeah. you know and i'd have one cup of coffee a day even though i was nursing and some people might disagree but Mm -hmm. i i I found it comforting yeah it was the one thing that i found comforting was having a cup of coffee so i'd save it for after i nursed the baby at any point in the day that's when i would have my coffee yeah and i had to cut out the dairy the nuts wheat it was a lot of the common allergens yeah that were disruptive to her yeah it was it was it was having such a negative effect on her yeah uh so i had to do it for a long time and and some of the stuff like the milk I had to this day, since then, since October 2014, mm-hmm. I have not had dairy in my coffee. Yeah. I just grew out well, of it. Well, you got used to it. Yeah. Get you used got used to, to having We're, it black. Humans get used to everything. Yeah. It's yeah. just a matter of giving it time. Seriously. And giving it a chance. Give it a chance. We get give so it time, attached. We get used to it. Yes. Because yeah. we get attached you think you to can't what live we without do. it, but we do. Yeah. Which is always like a mentality I think that you've yeah. had. Like you yes. kind of, you've, you have a really positive mindset yeah. kind of like where you, if you put your mind to, even when we were like 14, I yeah, remember you like your, you've always been it. that. Even if I don't achieve it, but kind you of just like put laser your mind focus, to it. Yeah. You just put your mind to it. and gratitude. Give it what you, know? you have. If you achieve it, that's awesome. If you don't, you gave it your best. Exactly. And that's and all that's, that matters. That's yeah. what matters. Exactly. Truly in anything you do. Yeah. But that's something that has been consistent in you since we were little, like teenagers, you know? Yeah. Um, so so then you had Penny, you're breastfeeding, and then you stopped breastfeeding. And, and then, then I had time And then to you myself. had time to yourself before the second I started baby. going to Orange Theory. Okay. After then. Uh-huh. And I saw some results. Mm-hmm. But then shortly after... I was pregnant again mm-hmm. and it was totally planned we yeah. wanted to have them you know fairly close uh-huh. about I wanted more about two and a half years yeah but they're just like a little over two years apart yeah, yeah. I think two years and like two three months yeah I don't know, at yeah. most and that was a big adjustment mm-hmm. definitely exercising you know I had to change the way I would work out but it was it was it was incredible. It was an incredible experience. I felt that I truly had my space and I worked out in my own pace. And I had a great trainer that she took great care of me, always looked out for my heart rate and mm-hmm. knew my limits. Mm-hmm. I, I, was not, I, I was not as scared as in that because I was comfortable with the working out, but I was, I was more protective of my body because you truly realize that it's a miracle. Yeah. You know, everything that it entails, like, the first time you just it all just happens so fast and then the yeah. baby's born the second time around you're like oh my god like yeah. in order to get to that point you you truly you have to take really good care of yourself if you want things to go as smooth, smooth yeah. as possible and well like you were telling me before that in the first pregnancy you were occupied with the fact that like wow what I'm is having life a baby what is life what, what is, is my life going to be like my life our lives yeah. are going to change yeah big time 
you know, you I know, never, forever. the thoughts of like, you know, a lot of people ask you, were you scared about how marriage was going to change? I was like, no, that was never a topic of conversation. It was uh-huh. more about how we are going to care for this, this baby. Mm-hmm. Second time around, you're far more relaxed about that. You know that things are going to be fine. But the pregnancy, I was, I was more conservative about it, I have mm-hmm. to say. Mm-hmm. And relieved once the baby was born. Aaron. And once yeah. Aaron was born, even yeah. though I, I loved my pregnancy, he moved so much and uh-huh. sharing it with, with now Penelope was, yeah. it was a great experience that there was a, a baby that was going to grow up to be like her. She's so big now. Yeah. So it, it all just happens really fast too. But mm-hmm. the second time around, uh, I definitely feel like I didn't quite eat as much because mm. I have a toddler running that yeah. I'm running around after yeah. and I feel yeah. like oh god I remember times I'm like I'm gonna pass out I yeah, yeah. anything <laughs> you know but it is it is part of it you know mm-hmm. we're fine we survive yeah you know? yeah but yeah. Af- after the baby um I had far less patience I told myself that I wasn't gonna nurse this long because I missed out on so many things in those nine months of Penny's life with other friends that they shared with their babies mm-hmm but I chose that. I chose to nurse her for her reflux. It was the best thing. I didn't choose to go formula from the get-go. Mm-hmm. And with Aaron, with the second baby, I I put a limit on it. I told myself three months, you know, and I was able to store up a lot of milk, which mm-hmm. was great mm-hmm. to give to him afterwards. And I was working out from the get-go. Went back to Orange Theory. I was so hard on myself. I remember... I'd look at my children and be like, I can't even do a damn sit-up. And she's yeah. like, you just had a yeah. baby. And like, that's the core and I got, that gets... Yes, yeah, I got yeah. cleared right, like pretty much right away. So, I mean, it's not even been six weeks. Yeah. And I had already been working out since like two or three weeks after I had the baby. Yeah. And there that's were, something like in our, just as a side note, like in our society, like, you know, people have the baby, you're expected to go back, but you actually need like a ton, like exactly. six weeks of rest, like... But I didn't have that. Yeah. I, I wanted to go back. I wanted yeah. to take advantage. I had a nurse yeah. for yeah. a month. So I wanted to take advantage of all that time that I could go all the time yeah. in between. And oh my God, I remember I was nursing when I, when I went back and it was yeah. hard. I couldn't, sometimes jogging hurt because yeah. I had to go back, you know, to feed the baby. Yeah. And that was really tough. Yeah. But I remember like, I'm like, I can't do a sit up. I can't do this. And it's like, hello, reality yeah. check. Yeah. You just, you just had a baby. Two babies back to back, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, you know it's, what I mean. Your body was never given oh. that. Um, I just have to text the nanny back. Oh. Hold on, give me a second. I just got to tell her to give him some lunch. But um, but yeah, that was something that we were actually talking about before, and this is something that even for me that I've been learning about recently, just as a nutrition professional, um, trying to become more of like awareness of the body for everybody. And kind of reading about and learning about like postpartum fitness, postpartum nutrition. It's very difficult. It's very difficult. And it isn't, it should not be as rigid and as stringent as our society makes it out to be that like once the baby pops out, you need to diet and you need to lose like all that weight immediately and kill yourself to do it. No, no, no. It takes about a year because everything's still out of sorts. Your organs, everything has shifted. Yeah. Yeah. So everything takes time to go back to its natural state how it used to be before exactly your organs and yeah. it's not how much like your ribs open up everything that goes in your body it's 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 phenomenal too yeah. and it's 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 incredible to think that 
that your body can go through all that. It's it's yeah. You're getting beat up literally, yeah. like inside. You don't well, even you have know. like a parasite. You don't even know it. Your, you know you what don't I mean? even know it. But definitely um, going back to the gym was something that I wanted to do because I had found a place that I was happy. Mm-hmm. I'm not the gym person, never have been, but this place I felt that I could just be on my own. It was a group effort by mm-hmm. everyone else around. It was a good. It was a good crowd. And you also had a connection with your trainer. I had a strong know. connection with my trainer, which I miss her so much because yeah. she she went elsewhere and moved away. But you know, this pregnancy, I felt that it was like a group effort. It was yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. It was. It it truly was. It was. It was a lot of fun, but it was so tiring. Mm-hmm. You know, with sleep training my toddler. Yeah. You know, and there was just a lot of changes going on. And once the baby was born, I was relieved. I wanted to, you know get back into the swing of things, figure things out, you know, eventually learn that I needed to be more patient. Yeah. And that's definitely what helped, you know, just to take a step back and just ease off the pedal, relax, yeah, yeah. you know, like things will come, you exactly. know, you need to just relax. Like and it's give not yourself time and kind of do it in a gentle way. Exactly. Because you know? it's, it's, it's best that way. Yes, of course, for for you and and, and for your mindset and for your mindset and what that's the most important thing that yeah. you're gentle and you're and you give it as much time as it takes because you know eventually it'll come. You know. Yes. But what was going through your head during that time, like after you had Aaron, after you finished nursing and you started working out again? What was your body image like and your thought process around that? I didn't like looking at myself. Okay from every aspect like mm-hmm. even like my breasts like okay you know thinking about like all the nursing with penny mm-hmm. and then now and like i just i didn't want to look at myself mm-hmm. in the mirror mm-hmm. um it was a hard adjustment mm-hmm. the second time around my body oh my god my belly was huge because your body's all it's stretched out already yeah yeah, yeah. and he was a bigger baby mm-hmm. and one of the issues was i think that since i got back to working out quicker you like i said you lose you're not as patient yeah and i wanted to see results faster mm-hmm. and it's hard though with the toddler and the baby you don't your life everything you do is more about what needs to be done for them exactly. not so much for yourself you take care yeah. of yourself last yeah i take care of my kids first take care of my husband anything yeah. that i need to do f- you know, for him mm-hmm. too. I want him to be happy at home and mm-hmm. give him time too. And then I come last. To this day, I come last. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just in my mindset. I think it's the way it should be. You know, I got to yeah. take care of my children, got to take care of my relationship, and then myself. I'm fine because to a point that sounds like you're like a machine, which is yeah, not good. yeah, yeah. But whatever, it, it is. But this is a time in your life. You know what I mean? This is like the time in your life that your kids are. Small. I'll have plenty of time later on to yeah. give to myself. So all I can, I owe it to my kids. I need to give yes. them the time. And you you've know? always been a person who has taken care of herself and really put yourself as a priority. You know, throughout your life. You know. And really, like, yeah. become in tune with what you need, and you have no it issues. It was weird, at that's, first. but that's something that I've always admired in you—that you have no issues like saying no to people. Oh yeah, you're not yeah, a I people pleaser. No, I'm not. You don't no. care what people think. You're like, this is what I need to do, you know. And I'm more of this like, this is what works. Get this is what works best what, for me. What's you know? what works best for you, unless it's going to be pretty difficult if you don't do things like that. If you don't feel comfortable, you don't feel comfortable. Yeah. 
And even if you're in an awkward situation, you make the best of it. Exactly. But you've always been like very firm. This is what, these are my needs. These are my boundaries. This is yeah. what, you know, ever since I can remember, you know yeah. what I mean? And for me, that's something that's taken me a long time to develop, like up until just a couple of years ago that I was able to say like, no, I don't want to do that or set boundaries with people or whatever. But um, getting back to like, the body image stuff after pregnancy that at this point you were taking care of other people so it was very hard to kind of make that happen I guess you know what I mean make that um be a thing that was happening in your life because you were focused on everyone is focused on it too yeah everyone looks everyone looks at you they come see the baby oh my god you look like you haven't even had a baby sure it feels great you're like oh thanks you know like it's a lot of effort you take good care of yourself during the pregnancy but it's like we're back again to the same old thing. Yeah. Everyone's always looking to see if, if you gain too much weight, yeah, yeah, how you look after you have the baby. And then, you know, once you get all those compliments right after you have the baby, then you start to get frustrated because you feel that nothing's changing. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. you're just stuck. And it's not like, you know, it's not like you just like gained some weight. It's like you had two kids pretty close to each other. So, like we yeah. talked about later, you know, it was about 30, 30 pounds. My pregnancy was 30 pounds yeah. and 32 pounds. Yeah. And and I remember that, like, it's not just like you gained weight, but, like, your whole body change, changes after you have children. Yeah. Like, your hips expand. Even my hips. Yeah, I feel it with you know? clothes to this yeah. day. Like, that you just have a different body afterwards. So, like, yeah, you that do. idea you that do. you're going to get your body back is kind of preposterous because it's like your body's been through so much. You just literally popped out, grew and popped out two humans. Yeah. You know, that are now in the world. So it's this notion. Your body transforms. It and, completely transforms. And once you start to take care of it afterwards and dedicate time to it, then you start seeing what body you're going to be with. Exactly. As long as you new, keep... Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's new. It's an evolving body. Yeah, you know? it is. Like, it's not the same as before. But at the same time, like, I don't think... Like, I feel like now in society, there's this big thing in the body positivity movement where, like... You're supposed to like accept your body wherever it's at. But I don't think that there's an issue with wanting to feel your best and wanting to lose weight so you can feel See, I, you, how... What you said about people are saying how you need to accept that. You know, I disagree with that. Because, yeah, me too. Because I have a close friend and he's he's very heavy, Uh huh. you know, and I'm not even looking at it as the aspect as like, oh my God, you'd look so much better if you lost weight. No. I don't want my friend to die. Yeah, exactly. I don't want my friend to get diabetes. Yeah. I don't want him to have his leg cut off. Yeah. Okay? Or anything like that yeah. drastic to happen. I want yeah. my friend around. He's a great person. Yeah. And I worry well, about that. I thing. worry that he's to have a heart attack. Yeah. You know, so we teach people that they just need to accept who they yes. are and where their image is like, it's not about the image. It's yeah. about, you're missing the whole point. Exactly. You, it's your health. But there's You like, have one body. Like, it. when people get to that point, it's like, it's kind of like a lost cause by then it because is. then you are, you're feeding an animal. You're telling them that it's okay to be like that. Exactly. And they're thinking of it as the aspect as like, it's okay to be fat. Mm-hmm. But no, it's not okay for my friend to go earlier than he should. Uh, yeah. It's not that he had an accident or something, but he can literally kill himself because of the food. Yes. Yeah. Instead of... Well, and not to mention like the emotional issues involved with that. Of but course. like, I feel like now that we've become really sensitive as a society and like I say that being a very sensitive person but I feel like as a society as a whole we can't tell anybody anything 
you know, there's this like everyone's offended by everything. Everyone's offended by anything, and there's like this no one has a sense of humor anymore. No, there's like this big lackadaisical attitude towards our health, and I, being what I do for a living and gone, having gone through my own things, I know that weight loss and taking care of yourself is a largely emotional issue, and when you go through that journey, you really undergo a big emotional change. And that's what I really want for people to know that they have control and they have the power within themselves to change. But like you can't change without really wanting to, to do it and to wanting to change your whole life as opposed to just wanting a different body. Cause that's really not what, not what it's about. But, um, I think that you, and anyone, if they want to lose weight, I don't think that it's a bad thing. I think that now it's like no. taboo to say I want to lose weight. And I don't think that that's a right thing because, like I said, it's really not about weight loss. It's just about feeling your best in your own body. And but you are the decider of that. It comes with that. You know, yeah. first, you start, first you start to lose some weight. Uh-huh. You get, you know, it's a self-esteem boost, yeah. obviously, because it's an image thing, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what, you know, they start feeling good about yourself and then you start realizing that as a person, you just feel better. Exactly. You think clearer. Yes. And everything that you do improves, Im- improves with, with what you put in your body. Yeah. With what you eat. Yeah. But I know that you were frustrated and I didn't really know that you were frustrated, but yeah, you did. I didn't. I you keep, didn't. I keep it on the DL. Yeah. <laughs> and, and obviously like when I would go see you, it was about the baby and you were always really busy and stuff. But then I remember one day I had the day off from work and I was like, look, stay home. I'll come to your house and I'll bring you some food so we can have lunch and hang out. And, um, I got there and you're like, I need to talk to you about something. And you really opened up to me. And came to me and we're like, I'm so frustrated. I'm working out so hard. I'm working I'm out eating so hard. Sal- I'm like, I'm yeah. eating salads every day. I it's cut out. I cut out um, pasta. I cut out rice. All this. And I said, I'm not eating pasta anymore at night. I'm not eating rice. I'm just eating salads in the day. But then yeah. again, you think that just because you're eating salads, you're eating healthy. Exactly. But not necessarily. Yeah. And and following con- conventional diet advice, which is to just like exercise more, eat less. Don't eat carbs. I was at that point where I almost... I didn't quit. The only reason I had to say I didn't quit was because I wanted to keep seeing my friend who's a trainer. Yeah, yeah. And that's what kept driving me to go back. She's very... She's totally inspirational. She's an incredible person. And the fact that she took care of me the whole pregnancy, we really had a connection. And I... It's what kept me going back. I wanted to go see my friend. Yeah. And I didn't... would. I was so busy with the kids that it was the only time I'd see her. And in between working out we would chit chat yeah and it was nice so it it kept me going back but mentally i wasn't there anymore Mm -hmm. i'd always try and you know she'd be like come on you know you can do it you know and i would be like oh i'm kind of tired and i didn't sleep much and i just wasn't there yeah i needed a i needed a change and that's why when i opened up to you about it i felt you know why ask someone else you know when I, my best friend could definitely guide me and, and explore what's going on and see where to go from there exactly and like like you know being my friend for so many years that like even though i believe in a certain way of eating i am not dogmatic i don't walk around like a salesperson and like hey i think yeah. you should. i never talk about it to close friends like unless i'm asked or provoked or somebody wants to know something but 
I'm never like judgy or judgmental, like never. So like, of course, if I'm asked, you know, you asked me like, you know, what's going on? <laughs> like, I'm doing all these things. I'm trying so hard. I feel depleted. What's I'm frustrated. Wrong? Like what is happening? And I started explaining to you like starvation and sometimes yeah. the body can go in the other way. Which and is what was happening. Exactly. That like when you're in starvation mode, your body just holds on to everything and it's, it can be very impossible to lose weight. Your metabolism slows down mm-hmm. and your metabolism just matches the amount of food that you're eating. So it's yeah. just not a healthy thing to do. You're, and you were like, what, what do I do I was going desperate. forward? You were desperate. And, um, and I was like, look, if and I, I, I even explored, I was like, should I do Jenny Craig again? I told yeah. my husband, should I do Weight Watchers? Or should, should I, I do a cleanse? Should I do? Oh God. Yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> in my life. Yeah. And that lasted about not even a half a bottle. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we don't, we shouldn't even dedicate time to yeah. that because that was horrible. Yeah, yeah. But I even explored that. And Austin's yeah. like, why don't you just call your best friend? Yeah. Instead of thinking all this stuff, all that stuff is temporary. Remember? Exactly. And I said, you know what? You're right. Yeah. But at the same time. I always thought to myself, so busy with the kids. I need yeah, a quick yeah. fix. I need it easy. Yeah, yeah exactly. And but, you don't want to think about it. or. But I'm glad you know. I went the other route. Yeah. So I was like, look, and you know me, I believe in sustainability. I believe in always enjoying your food. I hate thinking about being on a diet and really hating what you're eating or feeling deprived. Like to me, that's just misery. Like That's a bad four-letter word. Yes, it <laughs> is. I hate, I mean... That's my passion is to teach people how to live every day and to really like feel vibrant and love what they're eating because that's what's going to keep you eating that way forever yeah. as opposed to being black and white and being like on or adopt, like uh-huh. binging on or restricting or, yeah. you know, seeing like, I don't even like, you know, thinking about restricting myself. Like that's, it's just not fun. So you came to me and I was, and knowing who you are, knowing that you can dedicate yourself and have the ability to work hard and, um, kind of when you put your mind to something you really do it I was like look if you and I guess we had kind of talked about it before because I had done a whole 30 like three or four years prior and I had kind of I heard it but I didn't know what it was yeah but like I had kind of done it and switched my eating to that I knew yeah I knew about about your changes exactly and like we would get together to eat and you would be like can you eat this can you eat that and we would make things and but and like you would kind of ask me stuff but i was like look if you really want to do something that'll have lasting change and you're willing to put some effort i think you should do a whole 30 which and i explained it to you and it was what like a thursday it was like a tuesday i think a tuesday i know it was, it was the day that she was it was pe- like a monday penny, penny was at school it was like a monday or tuesday penny I think. was at school so yeah. it was one either it was one of those days and and we were sitting there and um, and I was like, if you really feel like doing this, this is what I think you should do. And I kind of explained it to you. I had a ton of books and cookbooks that I lent you. So you had like a ton of stuff that you could go on. I gave you and your husband. And thankfully, Austin was on board when you talked to him. But even when I told you about it that day, I was like, look, I never feel better in my body. I think you were kind of shocked. Though. I was like, OK. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I was like, oh, she's doing it. Was it. Like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I go. Well, you know, think about it, read it. No, 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 I'm going to do it. Yeah. This is it. Like, yeah. I'm just so going to... you decided like in that yeah, moment. And I was like, I'll just look up the stuff and learn a little bit about it. I, you know, and I think within the two days I went grocery shopping yeah. and I had started that weekend. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there was no thinking about it. No. Like you were just like, okay, because I told you like it's, you're going to feel amazing and, and it's going to like let you know what foods work for you and don't work. So 
I kind of told you guys what you should be eating, how your meals should be, what you should eat like before and yeah, after Yeah, we your were workouts. pretty lost at the beginning. Yeah. It was it was it was a big adjustment. It's it's a huge adjustment. It was a big adjustment. It's a big but, adjustment and and so I kind of like But I was very guys. excited. Yes. I, I had and lost were, yeah. it was a it was a disconnect with cooking and eating a lot with the kids uh-huh. once since I had the kids because there's so little time to myself. Mm-hmm. And then this was nice to have a reconnection with food. Yes. And to get that appreciation. It was nice to reconnect. And, and, and in a totally different way. Yes. It was nice. And so then I remember like that, again, like that was on a Monday. I came and brought you the books and you just, you're like, what's going to do with me? And that was it. And you just went full steam ahead and you guys loved I never your, looked back. Yeah. I never considered quitting the quitting or anything like yeah. that it was just, it was it was fun it was yeah. i love the challenge i have to say yeah so. yeah and and I you like guys it. really ha- and i had told you that i've done a couple whole 30s with my boyfriend yeah. derek and we had a lot of fun and it made us really close and we loved it um but you after you guys finished it you i saw we went out to dinner because it was austin's birthday and I saw you guys and there was just a whole big energy. And I could tell, like I was telling you earlier that like the way you smiled, the way you looked, I was like, she's got it back. I, I, I felt that, like, I felt like when you have, you know, it's like at the beginning of like a new relationship and yes. you just like feel so powerful and you yes. feel so amazing. The second you walked you know, in. So loved. Like I yeah. Felt, I, it was like a newfound love with myself again. Exactly. But it really was with the fact that you could accomplish something like this. I and felt really proud. Yeah. Too. And also the fact that like, let's not ignore like nutrition in general, eating whole foods for one month is going to have a huge impact on it was eye-opening. the way it, that you feel. It made me realize that, yeah. that this is it, you know, unfortunately yeah. there's some things that are just not going to work out with you, yeah. with your body and you have to let go of that. And, yeah. and that's the hard part of it. Yeah. Know, realizing those things. And, but aside from that, it was, it was a great experience mm-hmm. overall. And there was a lot of cooking. Yeah. But we balanced it out. We did a pretty good job, I have to say, with the kids. A lot of late nights. Mm-hmm. But it was an amazing experience. Eye-opening. Yeah. For sure. Because you definitely... What were some of the things that you felt, like, in your body and maybe mentally from eating oh, that I, way? Well, I felt that I, I had a lot more energy with the kids. A lot of times it was just getting through the day. And I wasn't truly enjoying that time. With like kids presence. in terms of like I your wasn't presence. Present. I was yeah. there, but I wasn't there. Yeah. Which is really sad because you don't get that time back. Mm-hmm. You know, your baby's only X amount of months old. And at that time, and the next thing you know, they're three, they're four, they're in middle school. Mm-hmm. You know, so you only get that time then. And I'm just sitting there and time's just ticking. Mm-hmm. And I was half asleep. Oh my God, I could feel like I felt it was like dangerous for me sometimes, you know, it's like to be with the kids. I was like, how am I going to keep yeah. them safe? Yeah. But with the whole 30, I could think clearer. I had far more energy. And what about like bloating? After or during? During. No bloating, right? No, no, yeah. no I felt good. Yeah, I felt, like digestion was good. Yeah, I felt, I felt really good. And I saw a big improvement too in my runs and in how much I could lift. Yeah. I was... It's like you get like a, it's like adrenaline surge. It's like, like you get so much stronger yeah. then. And my rowing improved so much. And I went from running like less than two miles to running two and a half miles. In a class. In, like a in a class, time which period. is like, like 24 minutes yeah, yeah. so that you get on the treadmill if you yeah. get it straight. So I saw that huge improvement too. Yeah. 
And I know Austin. And it felt, felt good because I felt like I was like stuck there yeah. too. You know, it's yeah. like I wasn't yeah. improving in this, and all of a sudden with the food, it did help a lot. Yeah, yeah. And I remember Austin told me that too. Like my workouts right now are insane. Are insane. Yeah, yeah. Like they're, you, you they're, feel like a god. Like you're you powerful. You do feel you. You, you know? feel that no one can stop you. Exactly, and that really trickles over into your whole life, like. You're like on cloud nine. Exactly. Like anything is possible. Anything is, is possible. I feel amazing. Yes. And, and you know what's crazy? It's an oxymoron I'd have to say, or you think it would be, is that although I was cooking so much and I was going to sleep late because of it, I didn't get the full whole 30 effect because uh-huh. of the sleep, but I had more energy. Yeah. But in the times that I didn't cook and I would just finish with the kids and be done with, I had no energy. Yeah. So I was... Yeah. It's, it's like you're doing bizarre. more. You're doing yeah. more, but I've had more energy. In this well, you're better fueled. I was fu- better, I was going to say, I was fueling my body yeah. properly. And you guys, at the beginning, I remember, would eat like kind of smaller breakfasts and stuff. And you were having like these huge breakfasts. Toast. And you're like, it's so much food. But you still... It was still, an adjustment. You it still... was an adjustment, definitely. Ended up losing weight and eating a, a ton of Which is something food. that I wanted. Yeah. You know, I wanted to do that. I wanted yeah. to get rid of the... Even... I was stuck with seven pounds over getting yeah. weight yeah. from from the baby, and I was able to lose that finally. And mm-hmm. and I, to me, it was something that that I needed to accomplish. Yeah, in order to feel better, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like in your in your brain, and it's just a thing that like whatever it is that you that was something for me. Like yeah. I said earlier in the podcast, it was an it was it's all you know. Sometimes it's. You know, we're a little hard on ourselves about numbers and everything, yeah, yeah, but yeah. but you know what? It helped drive me to do work harder, to exactly. stick with things, and and for me, that's what worked. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. other people, it's something else. Exactly. You know, for me, that's what worked. But what I thought was awesome is that, like, even when it ended, you guys were like, "We're not." Stopping. Yeah, we decided yeah. that for the most part during the week that as long as we we're cooking, which we do, I make salads. Proper salads now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like really awesome, amazing salads. Whole 30 salads. Yeah. That's what I make. Yeah. Four days of the week for lunch and then on for dinner, whatever we cook at home. Mm-hmm. We stick to Whole 30 as much as possible. And during the weekend, we don't take it as a free for all. It's not like, oh, I gotta go to Shake Shack and binge. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember the last time I went there. Yeah. So you just, you just know that. Eventually, it's like if you go back to old habits that aren't good, like mm-hmm. what do you think is going to happen? Exactly. Hello, exactly. You know, like, but so, I think it's about having the awareness because I remember yeah. you even told me like, oh, I would take a piece of Penny's cake, or, like, okay, little bites and, and things like that. So, and I thought it was awesome too how like after we finished... You're, you guys went to Disney World and you packed like all oh, these God. bars all these- and... Like all these whole thirty yeah. bars and stuff, and yeah, because we went to Disney literally that like five days after we had finished. We finished. My last day was Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. That was the hardest day of whole thirty. Yeah, yeah. It and really was, and the day before that, or two days before that, it was Austin's birthday. Yeah. So you did no it. Cake. We had a cake. Those we had a cake, but we didn't eat cake. Yeah. I have to have it for for my kids. Like yeah, yeah. Sing happy birthday. We had no cake, and then we did. Mother's Day, and I wanted to have mimosas, but we said no. Mm-hmm. I said seriously, on the last day. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna serious? do it. Yeah, like, 
You went 29 So we went years. out and celebrated with friends the, yeah. on that Monday. Yeah. We celebrated with you, Derek, yeah. and other friends and celebrated everything. You know, it was a big celebration, you know, huge accomplishment. We had Austin's birthday and Mother's Day. You yeah. Know, for us, it was it was a special night out. Yeah. And which I felt like a slug the day after. Yeah, I know. From yeah. the wine, it was yeah. only, even though I only had like two glasses of yeah, wine. Yeah, no, you feel it. You I feel felt it for it. sure. Yeah, it it. Eventually, once after, you kind of see the light, you're like, whoa. Eventually, you know? after it's okay. Yeah. You know, having those glasses of wine in the weekend, but that first time when it happens, it's a big shock. Yeah. Yeah. It's it a, was a huge it's shock because you're like, oh my god, like. Yeah. You feel it. Your body sends your body a knows right yes. away. Yeah. So. But I was just so proud of you and Austin for really putting all of that effort and taking that leap and ultimately just like making the effort to take care of yourself. Because it's not really, like I said, like about a number or anything. It's just about like feeling good in your own skin. And it I was so good. And I was so Still happy. Yeah. And you guys are carrying it forward and, and doing and we're, it. And we're already planning the next one that we're going to yes. do after our anniversary, yes. after our trip. Exactly. And it's not even like, like I said, like about Whole30, it's just about taking care of yourself and making yourself a priority. And now I feel like, not that you had a bad relationship with food, but now I feel like I see your relationship with food is really awesome. It, was, it was just wasn't a smart relationship with yeah. food. Yeah, yeah. And, and also because, like, we don't know sometimes, like, what we should be eating and how foods make us feel because we're just, like, in the day-to-day. So it's, like, it takes a lot of effort to try yeah. to investigate and stuff. Um, but is there anything else that I didn't ask you that you wanted to talk about? What? Just oh, in general? Oh, something else? Um, no, I think we've pretty much touched base. Okay. Well, there's a couple questions that I ask everybody. If you have any other questions, go well, for it. Well, just three three fun questions. Okay, that's cool. What is your favorite vegetable? Oh, man. Oof, that is a tough question. It is, I know. I'd have to say that I really enjoy grilled broccolini. Oh, okay, very Italian. I like it when it's charred, too. Yeah, and Austin yeah, so doesn't, good. but I like it I charred. I love yeah. it. I love like all burnt. I really yeah. enjoy that. And favorite fruit? Favorite fruit. It's changed over time. Okay. It used to be pineapple. That's mine. Now? Gee, I don't know. I don't know. I don't banana? Really have a favorite fruit. I eat banana because it's so easy to get. But, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Lately, I guess watermelon's been really good. Oh it's yeah, a summer, it's a summer. But, it's a summer. But I, I enjoy a lot of fruits. But definitely used to have a favorite. And, now it's okay. And what about anyway. your, you're on death row. I'm what, on death row. What would be your Jesus. last meal? Huh, a homemade pizza that we make, Austin and I make. Okay. We took, we memorized a dough recipe uh-huh. from this guy in Italy who's had this place for hundred, the family for hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. And we took a course on it and we learned all about the history of this, this in your place honeymoon, right? in our honeymoon. Yeah. And we memorized and it took a long time to figure it out at home with different water, different yeah, flour. The ratios. But I have to say that I would have that grilled pizza that we make at home. Simple. It is the most incredible and it's so pizza. simple too. and it's the ingredient is so fresh i mean i yeah. can taste it right now yeah yeah there's nothing complicated about yeah. it yeah and last question what is the biggest lesson that you've learned in your life oh wow 
or like some advice or some advice that you would give to other people that are listening i think that um one of the things is you can always put your mind to it and give it your best doesn't mean that you have to come out of it a winner or anything like that you just give it your best give it your all and that's all you can ask for you know and something else would be gee it was just in my mind but i had one of those Farts. moments yeah it's called being a mom I know. everything just goes away <laughs> let me see i said the thing about give it your all oh this is a mom thing uh-huh and applies to everyone is any rough time anything difficult you're going you're going through it is only temporary yeah it is nothing is forever yeah yeah even though we think it is even though we think it is and it feels like it but when you're going through a hard time whatever it is always remind yourself that it is only temporary and it will always get better you just have to work at it you just have to work your best yes and in life and in life too like if things were perfect all the time, then we wouldn't have appreciation yeah. for It's the a good, good thing times. to have issues and problems yeah, because it yeah. makes you appreciate life and what we have and and how fortunate some, some of us can be. Yeah. And like we were saying before, like everybody has their own story of stuff that, that we don't been know through, that, that we don't know that about. That we don't know about. And we don't need to. You and we don't need to. You don't need to walk around with a poster sign with all these things, but that's the beauty of getting to know people and making friends. Mm-hmm. Or not friends, but just meeting new people yeah, in general. And learning their stories. You see that and we all have... We all have a story. Yeah. We've all been through stuff. Mm-hmm. Thank We've you all s- been through everything. Yeah. Anything yeah. And everything yeah. Yeah. We all it's just have different, different stuff. It's just different for everyone. But I appreciate you taking the time to be here and telling Thanks your story. Of course. So openly and like instantly yeah. when I asked you if you wanted to do it, you're like, yes, of course. Yeah. You know, I'd love to. You're my best friend. I'm yeah, not going to say no. <laughs> you want to talk about but something also, else? I'm yeah. open too. <laughs> but this was, this was something this, that I think that, that is truly important a lot of moms feel that oh yeah that they're alone they don't talk about it and we don't that we don't talk about it but when we do to other moms that we get close to we realize that we're on the same boat yeah and there's not a competition no or anything no so thank you again and you're welcome thanks for having me all right bye bye